Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 95. Planning a Royal Caribbean cruise vacation is always a fun experience because planning a cruise is probably the next best thing to actually taking a cruise. This week, we're previewing one of our listeners' upcoming Royal Caribbean cruise aboard Liberty of the Seas. It's a nine-night sailing, and we'll discuss the whys, hows, and yums of this cruise. Here we go. With summer nearly upon us, a lot of our listeners are about to embark upon their summer vacation cruises, including me, in just a couple of months. It's always exciting when your cruises come up, and I think it's a lot of fun to share in that pre-cruise excitement by talking about cruises our listeners have booked. And one of my goals with Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast is to help you plan your cruise vacation, and I think by sharing certain aspects of other people's cruise planning experiences, it can help everyone else when it comes to them choosing and planning their cruise vacations. This week... We're talking to Rob Chang from Los Angeles, California, about his family's nine-night cruise on Liberty of the Seas out of Cape Liberty, New Jersey. Rob, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Matt. Great to talk to you. How are you doing? Outstanding. I'm glad to have you on here, Rob. Talk about your your cruise here, and you know, let's start. Let's talk about something. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, First of all, who are you cruising with? Uh, my wife, my lovely wife, and uh, two daughters, a nine and five. Seems like the nine's going on 19 pretty soon, but yeah, nine and five. I'll be in your shoes very soon. My daughter right now is four and uh, four months, so I've got two of them, and I'm sure I'll be dealing with what you're doing in just a couple of years. Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> fun, fun. <laughs> yep. So one of the things I love talking about, Rob, is why we choose the cruise we choose. There's a lot of options out there. I'm sure you priced out and looked at a couple different options. So why did you choose this nine-night cruise on Liberty of the Seas out of Jersey? Well, I'll tell you, um, the last time we cruised uh, was about uh, about two years ago on Allure. And uh, and we did a seven-night Caribbean, uh, Western Caribbean, I want to say. Um, and... Uh, it was fabulous. It was absolutely fabulous. We loved Allure, and but one thing we realized was that with all the itineraries and all the you know all the ports and everything and all the things to do on the Allure, that we 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 end up running out of time to do things on the ship. So by the time we we got to this you know the last day, I haven't even done the flow rider. I, I didn't do the rock climbing yet, and we're literally frantically running around the ship to try to do those things. And and you know how many venues on uh, eating venues there are on the uh, Allure. So I remember that morning I had probably like five different breakfasts just to make sure I had breakfast at every <laughs> single place. You know, so one of the things we said we said, okay, the next time we do a Royal Caribbean cruise, we need more nights. So we were looking around for something nine or ten days, and uh, and the the the, the Liberty leaving. Um, uh, leaving uh, New York uh, or the Cape, you know, Cape Liberty, um, had the nine night. We wanted to do the ten night. We couldn't get the dates with the school and everything, and the nine night just kind of fell right there. And we said, you know what, nine's good enough um, for the cruise. But then we're listening to your podcast, and we said, well, let's make these, you know, pre uh, pre cruise uh, uh, ports as well, you know, such as New York. And then we said, well, let's extend that to Washington D.C. And now we send it to Philadelphia, so we have three pre-cruise ports as well. So our vacations definitely got longer because of you, Matt. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome. I mean, hey, it's, it, it works for both ways because now you're going to be sure that you're not going to miss the cruise because of travel issues. And on top of it, you get to visit some really, really interesting American cities, obviously our nation's capital, uh, Philadelphia, former nation's capital, and New York City, another former nation's capital. Um, yes. What are your What are your Briefly, what are your plans in, in those cities? you just do the, the typical tourist stuff and see some of the sites? 
Yes, and actually, I'll tell you what was interesting was, um, and, and a lot of this came together kind of the last uh, three or four weeks, was uh, about two weeks ago, I was at a golf tournament here in L.A., and I met up with um, our local congressman, uh, Ed Royce, for the 39th District here, here in California. And he, I said, hey, we're going to Washington, D.C. And he says, are you going to be visiting the White House? And we said, well, not yet. He goes, what about the Capitol? I said, no. You know, he goes, I'm the person to talk to. You need to talk to me to get all these things set up. And he gave me his information and he gave me his office uh, uh, staff, you know, uh, uh, emails and whatnot and phone numbers. And and uh, and they've been just so helpful in getting every, everything set up. So now we're going to be visiting the White House. We're going to visit the, the Capitol building, you know, get the tour of uh, uh, his office, you know, in Washington, D.C. So that kind of all came together in the last couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that totally worked out. And then uh, we were to cool plan on um, that. That was I'm telling you, that was like, wow. We're like, yeah, that's, yeah it totally fell together. So it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so again, yeah, of course, we're gonna do you know that Smithsonian and, and things like that, and you know Mount Vernon, and then we're gonna drive up to um, Philadelphia, and then uh, we have the uh, the tour of the uh, you know Independence Hall as well as uh, uh, the Liberty Bell, um, those things set up, and then New York City, you know, we we've got the uh, the passes set up to go to you know the top of the uh, of the uh, um, uh, uh, Statue of Liberty, um, so got that going, and uh, yeah, so kind of all these you know touristy things, you know, uh, which we've done a few things before, my wife and I, prior to the kids, but um, my nine-year-old's at a point where she's now learning all this at school, so then she thought, well, you know, we thought, why don't we actually let her see all this, you know, and feel it and experience it, Um, so that's part of a big part of doing all this, too, so... That's wonderful. It sounds like you got some great plans there. You know, real quick, though, I was thinking, you're coming from L.A., so I'm assuming you're flying over, that's right? Right, and you know, one thing that... Yeah, like not independently wealthy, so <laughs> we'll start <Darn>. with that. <laughs> so, so we just figured since we're flying out, you know, across the country already, why don't we take advantage of the time out there, right? Yep. I mean, you know, I mean, instead of basically, you know, milk it for for what it's got, right? And uh, so we end up using JetBlue. Um, so JetBlue actually didn't charge any extra to go. You know, flying into Washington and then flying out of um, of uh, New Jersey, you know, afterwards. So it actually became the same price. So we thought, let's do that. You know, and so price was a big issue too. So you know, just take advantage of that. So, nice, I like it. Uh, let's talk about, of course, Liberty of the Seas and some of your plans there. First of all, what stateroom kind of category did you book? We got two promenade staterooms on the eighth. Floor. I, I I should have gotten the numbers down, but they're actually next to each other. We got two rooms. Um, we took advantage of the uh, the Wow deal, the fifty percent off the second person. Okay. It actually, yeah, it actually came out. There we actually signed up right when. All, I guess I guess they also had another promotion going on, but this promotion was pretty good in the sense that it gave us two rooms for almost the same price of getting one room with four of us in there. That's wonderful. And of course, um, as a as a parent, I can tell you how important that is because we love our kids, Rob. We really do. But we also like separation from our kids. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. a little bit. You know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> we love them. We like spending time with them. But at night, they got to sleep somewhere else. I'm just saying. Right, exactly. And, <laughs> and having a door there, you know, it's kind of nice to just close and go, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Right. 
Yeah, and, nice. and we actually on the Allure, we did the inside promenade as well, and we loved it. So that's why we said, you know what, let's do that again. So we, it, was, it was a really good choice. Yeah. What are your kids looking forward to doing on Liberty of the Seas? Well, they had a great time last time at the, uh, the kids' club. Um, what's the name of that kids' club? Uh, uh, Adventure Ocean. Ocean. There we go. Yes. And they loved it. They had a great time with that. Uh, they actually a couple of times did the uh, where they come and pick them up right after dinner and then, you know, and go and play. Um, they did that. That was fun. Um, so that was a big part of it. And, you know, what's interesting is we were on the Disney cruise, uh, what, four years ago. And it was fun and everything being Disney and all that. But they actually had, I think, more fun on the Royal. So, um, so that's why I mean, that's a big part of it. And there's just so much to do too. I mean, my daughter being nine, she just, I mean, she's very adventurous. She loves to do all those things, you know, and she was just asking like, Oh, you know, she, she goes, does it have a boardwalk? And I go, no, Liberty doesn't have a boardwalk. I'm <laughs> <laughs> kind of disappointed with that. I'm like, eh, you know, <laughs> there's, it's a big ship too. So <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> It's, I know we talk about you know this is a freedom class ship. This is a massive ship. This at one point you know was among the largest ships in the world, and now it's like it's only freedom class. Oh, I'll tell you, man, that was kind of a concern, um, you know, because my wife was saying, "Gosh, we already went on, on the allure, you know, will we be disappointed?" You know, and um, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's kind of a question I should throw to you: is what do you think? You know, it's a common question. A lot of people – it's almost always the case. They go on the Oasis class and maybe even the Quantum class these days and they say, you know, can we go to an, another class of ships, be it Freedom or one of the smaller ones, even Voyager or or Vision class, or Radiance class. You know, are we going to be disappointed? And I, I, the answer, I think, is really no. I think you guys are going to have a great time. It's going to be a different kind of experience, so get me wrong. But it's going to be, you know, kind of – it's going to be fun in and of itself. I think you're going to find there's a lot to do in Freedom class. I really group together with the with the Oasis class. I mean, there's just a lot that's going on in that ship. I don't think you're gonna you're gonna miss a beat in terms of what it offers. There's definitely more of a notable difference when you go down to the Vision or Radiance class. But even then, I think you're just you know the, the ports that you visit kind of transcend the class of ship that you're on. So I think you're gonna have a great time, Rob. It's gonna be you know Liberty. I've been on Freedom many many times going back again, so very familiar with that class. And you know having all those nights at, on on board, you know the sea days. Boy, you're going to have a lot of time on board, so I think you're really going to be able to relish it. Oh, yeah. We're, we're definitely looking forward to that. And, uh, and you know, one thing I, I really liked, uh, I, I personally wanted to have on, on the ship was the, you know, Broadway level of entertainment. And uh, being that the Liberty has the, uh, the, uh, uh, the Saturday Night Fever show. Um, because on That's the right. allure we had we had the Chicago and oh my gosh that Chicago was amazing I mean whew, that was yeah that was one of the best shows you know Broadway shows that you know we've seen and we've seen all kinds of different shows but that was really great so we're definitely looking forward to that. Cool. Did you book any specialty restaurants? Yes, booked uh, both uh, Porterfinos and Chops. Looking forward Ooh, to nice. we on the allure. You know, once again, we didn't get a chance to take advantage of those, um, which the main dining room was great and everything. You know, and uh, my uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law, uh, they took a take advantage took advantage of the. Uh, oh gosh, what's the one one fifty one fifty Central Park. Yes, that's the yep. one they went to. And then they were just bragging about it, how great it was. And we were kind of like, oh, man, the next time we go on a cruise, we're definitely going to go take advantage of the special restaurants. So, yeah, Chops and Portofino for sure, for sure. Nice. I like that. Isn't it funny, though? Like, I mean, there's only two restaurants on board. 
And, you know, like five years ago, that would have been a lot. Now it's like there's only two <laughs> compared to I know, the huh? allure. It's like night and day. <laughs> Oh, you know, uh, I, I can't wait to go on a ship that has Sabor, you know, so looking forward oh, to that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Very good. Uh, well, so you'll get you'll get there, Rob. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> we're going so to definitely work our way that way, for sure. <laughs> I, I like it. What uh, what islands are you visiting? Okay, let's see. Bermuda's our first stop, and then it goes um, St. Martin, and then uh, Puerto Rico, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and then Labadee. Wow, that's a great itinerary. I know, I know. And I'm going to have a Labadoozy. Boy, I can't wait to have one of those. <laughs> I've never had one. You keep talking about it. You're, every time I, I talk, you talk about it, I'm like, I got to have one. I got to have one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it is amazing. It'll change your life for the better. Trust me. Oh, man. I can't wait. Yeah, you'll watch. I'm going to be hooked, and, and then I'm going to be like, great. Now I'm going to have to have one at home or something. <laughs> That's right. But don't forget, you can, you can order them on board the ship, too. You just go to the bar, and they'll, they'll be able to make it for you. Yes, I'm sure that I'll be having a few of those on the on ship too. So <laughs> nice. What are you, so uh, Bermuda? Are you doing what are you doing in Bermuda? You know, right now, you know, our our goal is definitely get to the the I guess what the the pink sand beaches or something like that. Yep, that, that's the one that I mean everyone talks about that, right? You know, they, they have the pink sand beaches, and you know we're definitely you know wanting to see that. I, I told my you know my nine year old, and she's like, "Pink sand, oh my gosh, we gotta get you know get there." So uh, that's for sure. Um, and then you know just kind of tour the city. Like we're not exactly sure we want, what we want to do there yet, but um, but the beaches is, is probably our priority, uh, weather p- permitting too. But uh, we would like to see the sand for sure. Nice. And how about San Juan? Um, we want to do listening. I listened to your, um, to your San Juan, San Juan, uh, uh podcast and, uh, definitely do the walking tour, you know, and hit the, uh, uh, hit the, uh, the forts, you know, yep. um, and, uh, we're only there. I want to say like seven to one in the morning, you know, to, to 1 PM. Yep. So it's kind of quick. I mean, by the time you, you know, you get off and you get to the, you know, on, on the shore, it's, you know, you probably have four hours left maybe. So. Yeah, not too much time, but um, yeah, that's it's nothing. a perfect amount of time for walking around the city. No question about that. And it'll certainly be hot there, so you it might not with kids that might not be a bad thing. But if you still, like I said on the other podcast, if you go to the top, you start with the forts, then literally work your way down downhill, it will be a lot more manageable for you. So you think four hours is enough? I think to be able to go to the forts, see some of the you know uh, plazas and and the walls and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you want, if you anything, if you need more than four hours, you're essentially leaving Old San Juan, or you're just drinking and eating a lot in the city, which I can say I've done. Also, it's not a <laughs> nothing wrong with that, but it's it's not. Uh, I think you'll be able to definitely get the main sites, and a lot of it is just you walk around, you check it out. You know, it, it's a cool experience, but it's very much a visual thing. Like, I mean, you can read the signs and everything like that, but it's. Uh, you know, you can take it all in, and a fairly you can get to the big sites. And I think because again, Old San Juan is a very small; it's a densely, densely uh, uh, centralized city. So it's a lot; it's very easy to get from place to place. Really, the only issue is that it's all uphill. So if you start downhill, you're cool. But if you start hopping around, you're going to start being like, "Oh man, it's another hill!" Oh. And you start to run into that problem. But otherwise, you'll I think you'll have a great time. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, you know, with the with the nine and five. Boy, you know, after about half an hour in the, in the heat, I'm sure they're going to start complaining. And say, oh, can you yep. carry me? You know, I'm like, I don't want to carry you with this. But it's like, no. <laughs> you can walk. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's funny. Uh, cool. 
So uh, let's talk about last question for your Liberty of the Seas cruise. What's your what's the thing you're most looking forward to about this cruise, Rob? Uh, you know, Labity. I, I cannot wait to get to Labity. I'm hoping that, you know, they're going to have a cabana available. So, you know, we're, we're definitely going to take your advice to get on the ship and just go straight to the, you know, to the uh, uh, concierge desk and, and, and see if there's something available. I guess would it be the shore excursions desk? Is that right? Yes. Yep. The shore excursions okay. desk go there immediately when you get on board. There'll be a waiting list. Put your name on there and just cross your fingers. Yeah. If it works out, great. If not, well, you're still going to have a great time, I promise you. Yeah, if that doesn't work, our second, you know, um, option to that would be just to, you know, uh, I don't know, get some of the other uh, activities going on there, such as uh, there's, um, I don't know, a bunch of those floats, whatever that that you can climb up there and slide down. What you know, you know those those things in the yeah. water that, yeah, the water toys. The, uh, okay, yeah, all right, water toys, yeah, and, and you you can pay for that and I guess play on that for a while. And but I like to get the the, the cabana. That'd be great. So. Absolutely, but Lab- well, and then and then and the Labadoozy, of course. So I have a bunch of those. Of course. Yeah. See, this is why Rob gets on the podcast because he answered the question. What are you most looking forward to, Labadoozies? Rob, come on the podcast, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to drink some for you. Whatever you were going to drink, I'll just drink it for you. I'm sorry, uh, I'll, I'll just suffer. I don't have to do that. You know. So you, the man. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Rob. Before I let you go, I got to ask you a couple quick questions to get to kind of get you to know you a little bit better here. Even though I think you're right now, you're you're my you're in the running now for my new best friend. So. Oh, that in I'm, mind. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm honored. Thank you. Thank you. Favorite uh, restaurant on a Royal Caribbean ship? Oh gosh, favorite restaurant? Um, yep. Well, I you know I've only been on Allure, so on the Allure, I have to say that uh, uh, what's the one with the uh, roast beef sandwiches? The Central Oh Park? Park Cafe. Oh my gosh, those roast! I I literally like live there. Those yes. those sandwiches. You know what yes, I was doing? I was getting the meat and putting it on the salad and making it into you know, roast beef sam- uh, salads. It was just so good. Oh, there you go. You take the healthy salad and throw the roast beef on there. That is smart thinking right there. That's that's how you get ahead in life right there. Take Rob's the advice. Cheesecakes. The cheesecakes that were there. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, cheesecake, roast beef, and salad. Love it. It's all good because you ate the salad. It, it counterbalances everything. Absolutely, it's always the salad that makes it better, right? So. Totally, and and of course, you can always go with. I'm on vacation. I'm walking around a lot. You know, I'm totally burning off all those calories. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> all right, how about your preferred drink while on a Royal Caribbean cruise? Well, typically, I, I like my Johnny Walker Black on the rocks. Okay, but I'm sure that after this cruise, it's gonna be Labatuzzi's mm-hmm. all the way. I mean, that's you know, so. yeah. Nice favorite port of call to visit. You know, um, gosh, you know, I, I I think last time when we went to uh, to uh, St. Martin, that was fun. That was really fun. And we're gonna be on there. We're gonna be there again. Um, but that was really fun. I thought that was really nice. Um, yeah. So so at this point, I'll say you know St. Martin. But on the other hand, you know what? Labadee's probably gonna just take it over. I mean, <laughs> but we'll... it's a beautiful island, so you can't go wrong with either of those. I love it. And lastly, Rob, favorite song on the radio or iPod today? Well, I mean, your podcast is on my, you know, phone all the time, so I'll put you first, you know. But oh, if shucks. it was just actually straight, I know, I know. But if it's straight music, anything Elvis, I'm good with. So you know, <laughs> there you go, classic. I like that. That's right. Very good. Well, Rob, have a great time, and I can't wait to talk to you when you get back. Absolutely, I look forward to it. 
Once again, it's time to involve you in the podcast and with your emails. But before you get to that, I want to mention, of course, remind you about our 100th episode live show that's coming up on Wednesday, July 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll post a link in our show notes to our Facebook event so you can link to it and say you're going to be going, which makes you feel good about yourself. But more importantly, it'll send you a nice reminder when it's closer to it. But again, July 1st, 8 p.m. It's going to be an opportunity to have a live broadcast. That week's episode is going to be totally live, and I want you to be a part of it. We're going to have to take calls. We're going to talk about a specific topic. It's going to be a lot of fun. So please join us for that. And I also want to say a big thank you to everybody who's leaving us these wonderful reviews on iTunes. I've got two for you to read. As you all know, if you take the time to leave me a review on iTunes, I will take time to read it here on the air. It's the least I can do. And we hear first uh, review is from James Crowell Jr. Writes, I discovered Matt Hotchberg and his fantastic Royal Caribbean blog podcast while my mom and I were preparing to sail this past April 2015 on Quantum of the Seas. We booked last minute, five weeks before our sailing, and had an excellent time. But our experience was enhanced even further by listening to as many episodes as we could before and during our cruise. As a side note, we loved everything on Quantum, Dynamic Dining, Bionic Bar, North Star, 278, etc. I would consider this podcast an essential component when preparing to embark on a cruise. I'll admit this podcast is just as addicting as Labadoozy. Always fun and engaging. Each week, Matt is on top of his array of topics and stays current with the latest news and any updates with regard to Royal Caribbean's ports, excursions, and, of course, ships. The Quantum was my second cruise ever, first being on Freedom of the Seas in June 2013, and I am officially hooked. I'm already excited for April 2016 when I go back-to-back on Allure of the Seas. The Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast is at the top of my list to listen to each week, no exceptions. Thank you, Matt, for your hard work and dedication to cruising. Love the blog, a podcast. Wow, James, what a great review! Thank you so much. I couldn't have read it. I couldn't have written it better myself. We also have a review from Texas Biru, who writes: "This is a great podcast for anyone with an interest in cruising, whether you have never sailed or are a seasoned veteran. You will find great information from a Royal Caribbean enthusiast. Matt is very interesting to listen to, and often has great guests to provide additional perspectives." I really enjoy listening to Get My Cruise Fix during the long, dry spells between cruises. And I'll tell you something. Long, dry spells, I know exactly what that feeling is like. But thank you both so much for the wonderful reviews. And, of course, thank you to everybody who's left these great reviews. Again, it's the reason why these reviews are so helpful is not just to make me feel better about myself. I don't need that. My wife can help me with that. But it's about, of course, actually, she probably wouldn't. But <laughs> I'm joking. But the the reality is the reviews actually help other people on iTunes find the podcast. It's kind of the way that all of iTunes works. So it's really helpful, and I really appreciate it. Thank you guys all so, so, so much. Let's start with our emails. And we're going to jump into an email from Brian White. As a rookie Royal Caribbean cruiser, your podcast has been a fantastic introduction into everything Royal Caribbean. We've cruised three times on Disney with a large family of 14, ranging in ages from 3 to 78. Wow, that's a huge group. We'll be cruising with the same group on the Lord of the Seas in November. We're fans of rotational dining on Disney as it allowed us to get our entire group together at a set time for dinner. On previous cruises, we knew our table 14 would be set, but if times change each night for others, should we worry about being able to sit together? We prefer a set time each night in the main dining room, as it's too hard to try to agree on a diner dinner on the fly with 14 people. Thanks for sharing all our information with the masses via the blog and podcast. They are great resources and very well done. Awesome. Brian, thank you so much for the email. Good question. So here's the thing, and I think Brian's probably hinting about the changeover on Allure of the Seas to Dynamic Dining. So right now, as of the recording of this podcast, Brian, you probably know it's not Dynamic Dining yet. Royal Caribbean had announced... Actually, last year, they were going to switch over the Oasis class, and then they ran into some of the issues that occurred on Quantum of the Seas with Dynamic Dining, and they kind of put the hold on the Oasis class. Now, 
That being said, Allura the Seas just went through a refurbishment, and she had her main dining rooms kind of split up to be prepared for dynamic dining, but it, it's still traditional dining from that respect. So the question is, well, when are they going to change it? Well, the answer is, unfortunately, we don't know yet. Uh, there is no set date. The only thing we've ever heard from Royal Caribbean is that it'll happen later this year. And what that means, no one knows. Does that mean September? Does that mean December 31st? We honestly don't know. So it's kind of a sit and wait. So if nothing changes, Brian, you'll be in traditional dining. You'll have, you know, either first seating or second seating, and you'll be in there. Just It's a lot like with Disney. Just You, you just stay in the same dining room. And you, you know, you have your table booked, all that, no problem. If they do go to dynamic dining, what you're going to have to do is actually just go onto their website, and you can actually book everybody's dining together. And what I would suggest is one person in the group, probably you, Brian, since you're the one who's sending emails to podcasts about more information. I would suggest one person in your group get everybody's reservation numbers, then go into the cruise planner software on RoyalCaribbean.com. And book a reservation. When you each reservation you book, you can actually add other people in other people's reservations in, so you can book fourteen at a time, as opposed to like you making one, you know, your, your brother making one, and, and your parents, and you know, it gets complicated and easily, you know, if you don't do it at the same time, you're you might not get all the same time for dining. So again, if you have one person who's kind of the assignment is to do this and make your life a whole lot easier, and that's probably the best thing to do. The other thing that can also work for you, Brian is I'm not sure if you're working with a travel agent, but they can also help you with kind of, you know, getting the whole dining situation roped in. I'll tell you, it's one of the things I really love about using a, a travel agent personally. is just that ability to be able to not have to deal with the dining. Even if it's traditional dining, you know, case in point, we originally just, we when we booked uh, Freedom of the Seas, which is coming up here in July, we booked first seating. And then we decided uh, a couple weeks ago, in fact, said, you know, let's, let's go to second seating and with the idea that my daughters will be in either Adventure Ocean or in the nursery. And the idea was that we would, you know, first seating, we would go to the Windjammer with my older daughter, feed her, then go drop her off at Adventure Ocean, and then drop my other daughter off in the nursery, and then we could go to dinner, second seating, and be able to enjoy the full thing without any kids interrupting. That's the idea, anyway. And But we needed to change that dining rotation from first to second. Called the travel agent, just said, hey, can you change it? No problem at all. And boom, they took care of it. So, you know, whether it's dynamic dining or traditional dining, they're a really good asset for that. So hopefully that helps you out there, Brian. Let us know how it works out with 14 people on Allure of the Seas. Next, we have an email from Chad Nip. Right, hey, Matt, it's been a long while since I've been able to write in. Got really backed up with work, so I recently had to catch up on almost nine episodes. Wow. Quick question. We're going to cruise on Nassau and Freeport in the Bahamas next month on that other cruise line. My wife's uncle had already booked it through Carnival and asked us to join, so no choice. Anyway, we decided to go, but my wife's last experience in Nassau wasn't great, so she's worried about having another bad experience. What is there to do that will be a really fantastic time and assure her that she'll enjoy it herself? I also want to add that the podcast has been excellent, and one thing that listening to many at a time does is lets you get a feel for how much better the show gets week to week. The topics and guests have been all outstanding, and you're doing a fantastic job. By far, the best line from any episode has to be number 87's Quantum Live podcast. Quote, it's like the pants cannot contain the fun that is in there. <laughs> oh, I regret leaving that line in. <coughs> I busted out laughing in the middle of a customer's house hearing that line. That might be a good show topic. Let's just get in their top five all-time Matt quotes. Anyway, great podcast as always. We'll talk again soon. <laughs> Love the email, Chad. Thank you very much. And good to hear from you again. Um, so, Andrew, your question. What to do in NASA? You know, I kind of seem like a broken record and by saying that the thing to do in NASA 
is, I think, certainly if you're, if you're weary of some other experiences you've had there, is going to be Atlantis, the resort area that's very close by to Nassau. I think it's the thing to do. I'm really, I, I, what I like about it is that it's a very contained environment. There's a lot to do. You can go to the beach, you can go to the casino, there's a water park, there's an aquarium. I mean, there's a lot in that space. Now, it is on the expensive side. It's not going to be like a 10 buck kind of a day. But I think if that's kind of what you're interested in, that might not be bad as well. Also, don't overlook the idea of just staying on board the ship. A lot of people get off the ship, but if you stay on, you know, Chad, I'm sure you've listened to that episode we talked about, and this holds true for other cruise lines as well. When you're in port and a lot of people get off the ship, it can be a good time for you to take advantage of the ship. You know, go check out the pool deck, which may have been busy on other days. Maybe go to the spa and check out what kind of spa specials they have for port days. There's, it's a great day to really just be able to enjoy the ship. Yeah, that's kind of what, you know, nothing really, you know, is of interest to you. Maybe that's what you do there. And maybe if you pamper your wife with a with a spa day, which may end up costing you more than Atlantis ever would have. But nonetheless, it will be, uh, you know, she'll be happy. That's all that really matters, right? Making your wife happy. Boy, do I know that. So <laughs> hopefully that'll help you out there, Chad. But otherwise, you know, what I always say to people is, if nothing else, I like to get off the boat in Nassau. You, you walk straight through security. I know there's a lot of people trying to sell you stuff there. Just say no thank you. Walk straight through and do a little walking tour. And, you know, I, I like a nice little one or two hours off the boat just to be able to walk around and kind of experience the port a little bit. But I think if you're looking for my top two choices, I would say either stay on the ship and enjoy it or go to Atlantis and have a nice day at, at a resort kind of pampering yourself a little bit. So hopefully that'll work out for you, Chad. And good luck, bro. <laughs> Next email is from Mike Eads. Right, Mike writes to us, just listen to the latest podcast regarding the top five for Oasis of the Seas. Another great job. In my opinion, they just keep getting better. Thanks for all the effort you've put into this to your fellow Royal Caribbean fans. You're welcome. I am sailing on Oasis of the Seas next month with my wife, kids, and parents. My parents have never been on a large cruise ship, just the smaller river boats in Europe. I cannot wait to see the looks on their faces when they first walk on board and see the Royal Promenade and eventually Central Park. What impressive sights to behold. I remember the first time I saw them. The pictures on that website that I did on the pre-cruise did little to prepare me for the actual ship. It was an emotional experience that I'll never forget, and I hope they're blown away as much as I was. Allure was our first cruise back in 2012. Many fellow passengers warned us that we had ruined ourselves by starting off with the Oasis class. There's something to that. But we have since sailed on Enchantment of the Seas and Freedom of the Seas twice and love them very much. Every ship has its own unique qualities that we love, but I have to say that I'm very excited to go back on the Oasis class very soon. You can bet we'll be paying for Sabor at least one visit. Can't wait for next week's podcast. And I am not the only one. Twitter goes wild every Wednesday. Hashtag TGIW. Awesome, Mike. Thank you so much for the email. I love hearing about that. And you know what? I think your parents are going to have a great time. I remember when we went on Freedom of the Seas, we were going on with my in-laws at the time. This was, I think, our last time on Freedom. And they, the only, the biggest ship they had been on was Sovereign of the Seas. And so my wife and I were kind of like laughing at ourselves. Like, can you imagine what their reaction is going to be? Because all they've known is Sovereign, which... Yeah, one time was a big ship, but I mean, today it's, you know, night and day, right? It's by the Sovereign of the Seas is no longer in the fleet. It's the last Sovereign class ship is Majesty of the Seas, if you want to kind of put it into perspective here. Anyway, so we went on Freedom of the Seas, and yeah, you bet they were really impressed. They're like, oh my gosh, this is huge. And we were just talking, obviously, to Rob about that issue. And you know what? First of all, I think your parents are going to be blown away by it. And you're going on the Oasis class. Man, what a huge, huge ship so much to do I mean it's you know it's kind of interesting because I you, with with the quantum class being the new class of ships and obviously where the focus is you know I think a lot of people would argue and maybe rightfully so that the Oasis class still is the 
premier flagship experience in Royal Caribbean's itinerary. Not taking anything away from any other class of ships, be it Quantum, you know, Freedom, Radiance, whatever the case may be. But you know, for for new cruisers, I think it's very much a huge draw is those, that Oasis class ship. Probably why Royal Caribbean is building again at least two more Oasis class ships out there because, frankly, people really, really love it. And I think people are going to a lot of people go in the same thing you talked about, Mike and, and Rob talked about it. And, and a lot of people email us about, you know, how do I go from anything else beyond Oasis? How do I deal with it? It's like, you know, how can you how can you have any kind of steak after you've had filet mignon, right? Well, here's the reality. And it's like you said, there's different qualities to each ship. And, you know, you, you yes, you don't have the boardwalk or you don't have the aqua theater on other ships, but you have something else. And something else replaces it and something else. It's a different kind of experience. And it doesn't mean that just because you don't have one, you can't have a good time. No, I promise you, you'll have a great time. And the great thing about those smaller ships is, again, is it allows you to get to other ports maybe you wouldn't have been able to get to with an Oasis-class ship. So I think you're going to, obviously, I know Mike here, I'm having a great time getting back on there. After your parents are blown away by it, then you got to book another ship on board there, Mike, get your parents hooked on it, and then go to, you know, to have another vacation to look forward to. So it's all cool. you got to keep it going. <laughs> All right, Mike, thank you so much for the email. Good question. Good topics, actually. And, of course, thank you to everybody who's checking out this podcast. Boy, you guys really make this such a fun experience, I'll tell you. I do this podcast. I started it purely the same reason I started the blog. I wanted to help people out, and I wanted to have fun and be able to talk roller cream with other people. And so far, you've all been wonderful with it. You've all been able to really give me wonderful comments, be it whether it be an email, whether you're coming on the podcast. Love it. I love talking with it, and you guys make it way better than I ever anticipated. Way I mean, I, I give full credit to each and every one of you who have really made this podcast such a great experience. So thank you all so much. And of course, I want to hear from you. So if you're planning a Royal Caribbean cruise and you want to come on the podcast, hey, we'd love to have you on there. Email me, Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Or if you have a question, if you have a comment, if you have a thought, whatever, something about Royal Caribbean you want to talk about, absolutely feel free to email me anytime, Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. We'll read it here on the podcast. Boy. Man, I can't believe this episode's already over. Now we got to wait for next week. Ugh. Sooner or later, don't worry. T- hashtag TGIW will be coming around again. So thank you all so much. Have a great week. Until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.